0: Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This time on The Kindness Project, pineapples, exercise, and we speak to Lucy Patrick from Tapestry. Welcome. No. no. <laughs> Why are you saying no? Why are you saying no? Is that because I want to go, welcome? To the kindness project. Is that, does that not, does that sound a bit weird? doesn't tickle my pickle. <laughs> it doesn't tickle your pickle. But I'll tell you what does. Pineapples. Because I'm joined by a girl who apparently on Instagram said her whole life is a pineapple. It's Charlotte Dames. <laughs>
1: no, oh, my mine's, 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 trash compared to that.
0: Oh, that was a good one, wasn't it? Yeah, was you, you've been one. looking at my Instagram. I'm also are Instagram, for it. we're Instagram buddies now. <laughs>
1: And I'm joined by a man who works hard as much as he works out.
0: Oh, nice one. I've only just started working out again. That's the mm. thing. So uh, I am feeling incredibly tired from exercise <laughs> at the minute. Yeah. And guess what? What? Did, like, went on a bit of a personal training marathon, went boxer size and like, jumping up and down and burpees mm. for an entire week. Guess how much I lost? Nothing. Nothing, I put on two pounds of fat. <laughs> not, not, not like I am putting a bit of weight in its muscle. No, I have accumulated two pounds of fat after exercising every single day. How does that happen? Not a clue. I, <laughs> I not right. a clue. Guess what? My personal trainer was a bit confused as well. So I've got the scouts, it said, you know, you've put on quite a lot of fat. And he went, how did that happen? I was like, you tell me i be
1: lemon tart.
0: I'm a, it could be lemon tart could be wine could be wine could be wine probably a combination of the two um but yeah I could not work out for the life of me how I'd managed to um accumulate fat in a week that I'd worked really hard exercising but we'll see how it goes we'll uh, we'll give you an update to date on my exercise routines later listeners so uh, why is the whole world of pineapple
1: all like, right um well, I was out with my friends yeah. and each of we we just at the end of the day we decided that we'd each pick one funny thing we said and make it um, our Instagram bio. Uh, okay. and I found this thing and it was like a, like a like a like a stress thing. Yeah. And it was this pineapple and I squished it and I was like, This is my life now. Okay. My whole life is mm. l- is in this pineapple.
0: Okay. <laughs> Did you believe any stress? Yeah. I'm never convinced stress balls relieve any stress. Shit. They annoy me, to be honest. <laughs> they they induce stress in my life. Stress balls. So, your Instagram feed has inspired our question in the podcast, which is, what's your favourite fruit? <laughs> and there's only one answer for that to me. It's not pineapple. It's not orange. <gasps> it's
1: not even apple. You've just you've just. Sacrilege orange is the most humble of all the fruits.
0: Humble, maybe the best, definitely not. The best has got to be banana.
1: That is why the banana is not humble.
0: And what what, does a banana, does a fruit need to be humble to be the best?
1: No, but I like oranges, they're nice.
0: Yeah, I tell you, we've had this conversation before, but you know how I feel about fruit.
1: Bananas are the king of the fruits.
0: Bananas are the king of the fruits. Oranges are the queens. Uh, oranges are like a rook or a bishop or something like that. Oh. When it comes to the chess rank of particular fruits.
1: What does that make apples?
0: Just pawns. Apples are. Apples are probably the rooks. And they're not even on the bold Kiwis. <laughs> Just like ban kiwis.
1: Too kiwis messy. are the ones that you sacrifice first. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> too messy. Too def- difficult to get into. There's nothing right about kiwis. Um, however, we'd like to hear your answers, dear podcast listeners. And you can get in touch with us at. I'm sorry, was, <laughs>
1: was that God. for me? I'm a bit out You're no, a bit tired today, aren't you? Oh, right. I'm trying to think I can't actually remember oh
0: it god you're, uh, are you a joint host or are you just somebody who comes along with past and blows a bit the
1: <laughs> uh, oh at there we go oh. I looked at it earlier
0: okay. hola on twitter uh, is on twitter you can get in touch with us at www.facebook.com forward slash hola kindness or you can email us
1: uh, all thekindnessprojects.co.uk
0: well done instead of instead of the first answer how do people get in touch with us I don't know I'm too tired (laughs) to answer so please get in touch with us and tell us what's your favourite fruit should we get on with kindness news oh yup so we've got kindness news coming up next haven't we yeah do you want to do the little jingle
1: Kindness
0: news. Olsen, awesome. what edition? Socks. <laughs> kindness news socks edition. Yep. Okay, kindness news socks edition. Give okay. us your, give us your socks so, news.
1: Uh, it's called. She's using kindness to keep the homeless warm this winter. Oh, okay. Michael Sullivan always said that if he were rich, the one thing he'd do is buy a pair of socks for every day of the year. So for his 72nd birthday, his granddaughter Kelsey Baxendale decided to make that dream a reality. At first, all she did was ask advice on Facebook on where to buy socks in bulk. To her amazement, she was inundated?
0: Inundated, yeah.
1: With donations and soon had more than
0: 400 pairs. 400 pairs of socks for her granddad.
1: And she wasn't the only one left gobsmacked by the kindness I'm, of
0: Trent. I'm gobsa- gobsmacked by a sock gate.
1: <laughs> Michael from Swinton in Salford couldn't believe his luck when he was confronted with hundreds of pairs of socks. I don't.
0: Uh, can I just check? These are new socks, aren't they? They're not used I socks.
1: <laughs> I don't need expensive presents or anything like that. Just some, something with a bit of thought, he told the men at the time. OK. For some reason, men is spelled M.E.N.
0: Dot dot M.E.N. Dot dot maybe that was the Manchester Evening News. Maybe. <laughs> 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 he told men. the men. He just told a bunch of random men. <laughs> a bunch of random I only bunch men. need socks. What are you telling me i might know a bus stop? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Knowing that he didn't need or have the space to keep so many socks, <laughs> <laughs> My, Michael and Kelsey decided that once he had worn them once, they would wash them and donate them to the homeless.
0: Oh, nice.
2: So
1: the act of kindness was passed on to those in need. Some of them have been used to make special Christmas comfort packs, along with other essential essentials like toiletries, gloves and hats, which will be handed out to those living on the streets by city centre-based... Charity
0: Bonabus. Oh, I love it. So somebody gave him four hundred pairs of socks, which he wore every day. It yeah. fulfilled ticked something off his bucket list: have a pair of socks for every day of the week, mm. uh, every day of the year. Sorry. And then he gave to the homeless. I love that uh, story. Yeah. Are we done? Yeah. Oh, cool. What do you what do you think of that story? Scooter. If you could buy X amount of stuff, one for every day of the year, a night clone for every day of the year, what would you buy? Hat. A hat for every day of the year? And would you always go woolly hat or would you go... No. You'd mix it up? I mean,
1: sometimes it'd be a fedora, sometimes I'd have a couple of bowlers. Top hat? Yeah. Top hat?
0: I'd have... I'd have um, what of those weird hats that you always see Russians wearing in the movies? Um, Like a... I can't remember what they're called. They're but fluffy. Yeah. They're like fluffy hat. Fluffy <laughs> hat. I don't, I don't think the Russians call them the fluffy hat. <laughs> I will <even, laughs> have a fluffy hat. Anyway, let's... Oh, let's move on to the next part of the show.
1: So hmm. we
0: this week we've got an interview with Lucy Patrick from Tapestry. Uh, we talk about a bunch of different things, including the w- awesome work that Tapestry do. Uh, effectively, Tapestry support adults uh, leading uh, to, to lead a positive, fulfilling life, especially uh, elderly uh, elderly adults. And in the interview, we uh, ask about. Um, the name where the name tapestry comes from uh the lucy tells us the stories that she's most proud of in the terms of the work she does and uh they do a lot of trips with a lot of the adults that they support in tapestry so i ask her a little bit about that shall we listen to the interview yes Hi Lucy, how are you? I'm fine, thanks Chris. Good. Firstly, can I just say a massive thanks for all the pens that you've just brought in. I don't know what I'm going to do with all those pens apart from giving them to Louis, Um, (laughs) but I've got a feeling that I might need a bigger bag tomorrow as I head into London and and hand out those pens, but thank you so much, I really appreciate that. That's all right. Yeah, good stuff. So um, I've, uh, I've asked you to come on and talk about the work you do, but before we do that, tell me a little bit about you.
3: Um, Okay, so my name is Lucy. Um, I'm going to be 40 years old this year.
0: How are you feeling about turning 40?
3: Um, I've got mixed feelings. Everyone keeps saying to me, what are you going to do, what are you going to do? And I'm like, nothing, I don't want to, like... Make a big deal out okay. of me, and things like that. But now I'm feeling a bit regretful about that because okay. all of my friends have started to turn 40. Now I can see them doing all these things on Facebook and that. And I'm like, gotcha. oh, maybe I should have uh, organised something, but I haven't. No. So, <laughs>
0: so it, it's just another year, isn't it? It's it just is. another year.
3: I won't add any more on after
2: this year. <laughs>
0: apart from that, yeah. I, you know what? I think, because I, I'm, I'm in a similar boat, so I turned 40 last year. And I'm, I'm quite relaxed about it, actually. I'm quite enjoying being 40. I don't think there's a big difference.
3: No, I mean, uh, one of my friends, she writes, like, a blog. And um, she did this thing, 40 things she wanted to do in her 40th year. OK.
0: And
3: I was like, oh, I haven't got time for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, if you're too busy to do the stuff look like that, then something must be going right, right? Okay, you know, uh, okay. and uh, so you're 40, what else about you?
3: Um, I've got one son called George. Okay, um, how old's George? 13. Okay. And then I've got three inherited children from my partner. Okay. And they go from nine to 18.
0: Okay, cool. So it's busy cool. round our
3: house at weekends and things like that.
0: Yeah, so who's the noisiest in your family?
3: Oh, it's a toss-up between... T- the two younger ones Evie and George and especially when they're together they're like they are like although they're not proper brother and sister they're like proper brother and sister like always like teasing each other and you know so yeah when them two are together cool. apart from that probably the cat's the noisiest see I've got I wouldn't
0: go for cat I'd go for we're definitely a dog family um, and but I, I seem to have been given the unenviable task of walking the dog now the weather's better so it's not my dog, it's the kid's dog but I'm now getting the job of just walking it every day um, but I quite enjoy it to be honest um, so I know you work for Tapestry I do help me understand a little bit more about what Tapestry do
3: okay so obviously our name doesn't really say what we do yeah. um, so we're actually... Um, we were established in 1949 okay. as Havering Older People's Welfare Association. Okay. So that gives you an idea of what we do. So um, we help older adults in Havering to lead positive and fulfilling lives. Okay. And we specialise with uh, helping people that have been diagnosed with dementia and are living with dementia and their carers as well. Yeah. Um, the progression from being. Havering Old People's Welfare Association to Tapestry yeah. as over time what happened was we became Age Concern Havering. Okay.
0: Um,
3: then when um, Age Concern and Care UK joined together and become Age UK, yeah. all of the Age Concerns were asked if they wanted to go in with it or they wanted or to be, be independent. an independent charity. Gotcha. So we decided to go independent because we wanted to stay within Havering huh. um, and we couldn't have done all the things we do if we'd have gone for, with...
0: For locally, uh, right? Yeah, locally. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha.
3: Um, So we got to keep the name for two years and then we had to rebrand.
0: OK. Well, why tapestry?
3: Well, we had, like... Focus groups with clients and staff and things like that. And it's a bit like Apple, it's got nothing to do with technology, yeah, yeah. But it's a synonymous brand. Okay. Um so tapestry was picked. Okay. Um and the idea behind it is like all of the services we offer yeah. are like the threads. Okay. And then you weave them together okay. with people's existing support networks like family, gotcha. things like that. Gotcha. And then when you weave it all together, it becomes a tapestry.
0: Gotcha. So it's it's understanding how people are connected already, but also being part of that connection process to build a tapestry yeah. of of support. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Gotcha.
3: Everything we do is person centred around yeah. individuals. Yeah. So it's like tailor made um, to them. Mm. So you you know. Once you put it all together, you get a big tapestry. Love
0: it. I, when, when, I, when I started looking at your website, actually, the word tapestry only made me think of that Carol King um, uh, 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 album, which is an awesome album, by the yeah. way. Um, but yeah, I, that's the only sort of other occurrence I'd heard to, have to use for. But yeah,
3: and funnily enough, because I wrote down um, a bit out of the song. So it's like, my life has become a tapestry of rich and royal hue, an everlasting vision on the ever changing view.
0: Listen, oh, you've done your research.
3: Exactly. You, <laughs> you've done your that, research. that sort of sums up what we do as well, because once somebody gets a diagnosis of dementia. Yeah their life changes gotcha and they have gotcha. to adapt and yeah, you know, yeah. And, and do things differently to continue living uh independently gotcha if you want, yeah, you
0: know. yeah, yeah 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 no fair enough so um uh how did, just help me understand tap uk you mentioned you work with individual individuals with dementia plus others yeah. so who do you help
3: well, basically, anyone over 55 in Havering, okay. um, or some, anyone that's considered an older adult...
0: OK, is 55 old now? Because that, that's a bit scary as a 40-year-old. Well,
3: we're open to anybody that's... Because the thing is now, there are a lot more people being diagnosed with dementia a lot younger. Yeah, So, gotcha. you know, some early-onset cases can start in their 50s. Yep. Um, so... You know we sort of say 55 plus but we're i'd say majority of our clients are 65 Older. plus
0: yeah. yeah gotcha and is it is it specifically dementia sufferers or is it across a wider range than that
3: it, it's anybody really that yeah. needs help um like especially if they're becoming socially isolated gotcha um you know to help them get out and about become more independent so you know when people start uh, not to be able to drive or uh, being unable to use public transport, yeah, yeah, yeah. then we'll help them apply for taxi cards or dial a ride, gotcha. things like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. And and
3: how, how does
0: how does somebody practically get your help? So what are, what do are they what process do they need to follow?
3: Um, well, it depends what service they want. But I mean, on our website and you can just ring us. Okay. Um, so
0: if somebody phones up and says. I'm struggling a bit. I need your help. What, what, what the, what's the What's your next steps with them?
3: Um, well, we have like an information and advice team. So you come through to them. Um, they'll find out what it is that you want help with. So obviously we've got we do coach trips. Yep. to Get people out and about. Yeah. Um, we have the dementia advisory team. We run that for London Borough of Havering. Um, so, they can help with all sorts of things. Okay. Like, even if it's as simple as someone saying, I think my mum's got dementia, how do I get them diagnosed? Yeah. Things like that, practically. So, if
0: somebody things. goes to the council to support, they'll actually point them in the direction of you?
3: Yeah, uh, okay. once people get um, diagnosed with the memory clinic or the GP, they get referred on to us okay. and they get a dementia advisor. That's there for the family and the person living with dementia.
0: And how do you how do you train your dementia advisors? It's quite a specific job, isn't it?
3: Yeah, we have to. I actually, because um, I've worked for Tapestry for seven years. Okay. I actually did a year on the dementia advisory okay. team, um, and yeah, there's lots of training involved. I've been on lots of uh, courses on like dealing with challenging behaviour. Yeah. Um, Also things to help you understand what it's like to live with dementia and how your world changes and to try and see it from their point of view kind of thing.
0: So help me understand then, what was the things that you assumed before you started learning about dementia that now you think, I can't believe i thought that before?
3: Well loads of things, I mean um, dementia is, it's quite a broad spectrum so We've lots of things, people always, when you say dementia, people automatically go Alzheimer's. Gotcha. But there's around about seven different types of dementia, Okay. um, and they affect different types of your brain. Um, They act differently. So for example, Alzheimer's is quite slow progressing and people sort of, it's a slow process. Mm. and with vascular dementia, it sort of like goes in steps. So yeah. you're on an even keel for a, a long time, and then you go dip down gotcha. quite a bit. And So you see more dramatic changes with vascular dementia. Okay.
0: And that happens. Why? Have they? Have they? Where? Where's science in terms of understanding the causes of dementia?
3: Well. Lifestyle has a lot to do with okay. it. So many people now that you see maybe being diagnosed younger, it could be to do with um, alcohol consumption. Okay. Very often it's uh, that they've had an alcohol or drug problem okay. uh, when they were younger. Yeah. Um, the sports you play. So people that play uh, head
0: injuries, contact or, sports, yeah, yeah, yeah. and
3: receive head injuries. Okay. Like vascular dementia is mostly um, connected to head injuries and strokes and things like that because it's um, trauma to the brain. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So. Ah, right. I see. Yeah, Yeah, I learned lots of different things doing my training to be a dementia advisor, which. Although Just know. Yeah. Although I'm a marketing manager now, yeah, it means I can go out and talk about what we do, yeah. um, with a little bit more in-depth knowledge. And rather. that's important, right? Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah, really yeah, important. I think it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now I know you run some trips as an organisation. <laughs> Who are they for, and how do they typically work?
3: Well, with with our coach trips, they are I would say for the more active elderly. Okay. Yeah. So those sort of things. I mean, and We don't say you've got to be like 55 to go on one of our coach trips because obviously people might bring carers or other family members, things like that. Um, So they're sort of open to anyone. Okay. Um, And they're big coaches. They leave from the Queen's Theatre. Uh, They pick up at a set time and then they come back at a set time. And they're sort of like, they take you to the destination, drop you off and then you do your own thing.
0: Where what sort of places do you go?
3: Uh, lots of different places, so we do shows and stuff. So okay. we do shows up to uh, Westcliff Pavilion. Okay. Um, we've done like West End shows as okay. well. Um, mainly like seaside towns like Brighton, mm. Eastbourne, Broadstairs, yeah. you know, and yeah. it's. Um, we do lots of trips throughout the summer, and then we try and find winter ones. So sometimes, like Dickens Festival,
0: gotcha. yeah, things gotcha. like that. Weirdly enough, I've been to that Dickens Festival, and I've got a story to tell you, right? So um, I went to. We went to it accidentally. Um, we we went to Broadstairs while it was on. It's Broadstairs, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So we'd been to Margate, took Charlotte and Sophie on the beach. And I was really disappointed because I, as a kid, I remember Margate as being one of the places you go. And I don't think it's that good now, to be honest. It's a bit sort of uh, run down, I think is the polite way to to put it. So anyway, we got back in the car, went down to Broadstairs out the car and there's loads of people dressed in Victorian dress, celebrating yeah. right, because it, is it Bleak House or something that's Yeah, I that's think there. so. I know that yeah. they have it
3: because at Christmas they do like a Dickens thing as
0: yeah. well. Anyway, so wandering down the promenade, boiling hot day. I don't understand that people is wearing all these Victorian... Um, Uh, clothes but really enjoying the experience and and looking at that sat on the sat by the uh uh, bandstand listening to the music for a little while and suddenly there was a cannon that went off right because apparently on deacons day in broadstairs they set this cannon off three times to celebrate but it was a really hot day and they did it over the beach and there was people coming up, going, "I was just about to bite into my burger on the beach, and I got frightened by a cannon fire attacking me from the from the thing." I don't think they were particularly happy about um, Dickens Day, but I enjoyed it. So, so really, that's uh, that's all that mattered. But just imagine sitting on a beach and then finding like a Victorian cannon being fired. At you. it wasn't a. It was a bit of a, a bit of a weird. Thing so broad stairs is one where else have you uh, oh. are you going
3: I can't think off the top of my head the exact destinations any, I know any
0: involving cannons or? no none
3: involving cannons I know they're doing um, Brighton and we've just done the House of Commons ok cool um, and people went on a tour around the House of Comics.
0: That's a really good trip, actually. Have you, did you go?
3: No, I haven't been on that one. I'd like to do that.
0: Yeah, it's good.
3: And that's like, because uh, we rely a lot on volunteers uh, within the organisation. Yeah. So we're always looking for volunteers to take coach trips out. Go gotcha. Which is quite good because you get a free day out as well.
0: Go gotcha. yeah, you've got to yeah. Do yeah. Is
3: tick people on and tick them back. On the way home, and make, make sure, sure they're arrived. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you get a nice day out. So that that's
0: sounds good. good. And, and where do those volunteers come from? Do they just come from the local community, or yeah. yeah. I mean,
3: all over Havering we, and um, very often, like we try and partner with uh, local businesses as well. Gotcha. And sometimes um, they'll give us staff. or yeah. um, Like for example, um, a few of the. Uh, Nationwide Building Society and Nando's are having refurbishments in Hornchurch. Okay. And while they're being refurbished, they're going to give us staff to come and volunteer oh, with an us. That's an awesome
0: idea, that's yeah. a great idea. So, I mean, paying them and they just come and come along and, and help you guys out while they're getting the yeah. the store done. Yeah. I love that idea, so that's really good.
3: So, while they've got like two days where they can't physically do anything in, in the, in the it, business, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're going to come out and help us I do stuff. I love that idea. So, that's really good.
0: How much? So, uh, I, I had an uh, interview with. Um, Tracy Walsh from East London, Community Foundation, the other day. She was talking about some of the work they do um, for for older people to combat loneliness. How important are those trips, just to get people out and about, meeting new people and just socialising?
3: Um, All of those things are really important because we also have, like, wellbeing centres that people can go to for the day and they do activities and lunch and Mm. breakfast and... um, like just just to be at sometimes it's the only time that person goes out in a i know week. i know um and it's like their lifeline so they like they rely on it yeah, um, yeah yeah. you know and it's like when it's a bank holiday monday we try to if anyone comes in on monday we'll change their day for the week so that they still get to come out gotcha. but just because gotcha. it's a bank holiday yeah. You the make world. Sure,
0: yeah, 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 you want to make sure they're looked after. Yeah. yeah, I get that. I get that. And tell me a story. So tell me a story about the
2: I think I'm most proud of working with tapestry. I think it's the people that give their time to us for nothing. Okay. So I think without our volunteers, you know, we we wouldn't be able to operate the way we do. Okay. Um because you know, especially at the the wellbeing centres like volunteers do all the tea and toast mm. and you know they they help with activities yeah, yeah. Uh, they at the wellbeing centres like we have a team of volunteers that meet and greet people at the front door Okay, and, you know just people that go around and chat to the people yeah. in the centre during the day and yeah. and also our staff because I think in social care carers like, like they do home care and things like that, they get. They, they, not they get a bad job. So when you see um, things in the media about carers abusing yeah. older people. It's always the
0: worst examples, yeah. isn't it? And, yeah. And yeah. they
2: do, there's hundreds and hundreds of them that do a fantastic job and go out of their way to do things for people Agreed. that aren't even included in their job role
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: and I think those people and they you know, when you're talking about kindness they're some of the kindest people you'll ever meet. You
0: know what, I absolutely agree and I think uh, one thing we try and do on the Kindness Project is just highlight how awesome people are. Um, the reality is for whatever reason, the news is primarily negative, isn't it? It's the rubbish stuff that goes on in the world. Um, and I, I reckon I will probably live my life with uh, rose tinted glasses on a bit, but um, I think that, that, as you say, most people are generally pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it's it's interesting. You, you mentioned about the wellness centres. Tell me a little bit more about them.
2: Um, so we've got two wellbeing centres. One's in Hornchurch Church, so people from um, like they serve like a three mile radius. Okay. Okay. people from Rainham Upminster, Cranham mm. um, and that side of Havering can go to that one. And then we have one in Harold Hill, so they do Romford, Collier, Road, okay. and, and that side. And then... Um, what people can do is they go along for the day. We have mini buses that will pick people up if they don't have from any
0: home. Yep. Yeah, okay. Home cool. If
2: they don't have any way of getting to the centre, <laughs> um, and then they can come for the day and we do um, tea and toast. There's lots of food involved. Tea and toast. Food's from, always good. Yeah, from nine now, to Now, Lucy,
0: you've you've listened to the podcast, right? and we, we were doing some recording yesterday and we realised we talk about food virtually every week. And I said to Charlotte, oh, we need to stop talking about food because that's, that's... So, yeah, um, uh, food being food-related is always a good. Thing, right? You know, it's not the yeah. So what other food... <laughs>
3: They cook the food every day. It's nice and fresh. Um, so we have tea and toast from nine to eleven. Yeah. You can have a full three-course meal at twelve o'clock cool. for a mere seven pounds. That's good. <laughs> um, and that's that homemade. So that
0: was a decent interview, wasn't it? Yes. And we've got more from Lucy next week. <laughs> tis the end. end. <laughs> uh, we. Well, yeah, I thought what I was doing tis the end. No. <laughs> never. Um, tis I the end. I
1: shall never relish my spot to you. It is mine.
0: <laughs> tis the end. Is my thing, not your thing. But get it your own thing. Get your, get your own thing. Get your um, own Barry. Oh, all right, bill Um. Uh, <laughs> so it is the end of another podcast, but we have got to do the traditional thing because the end is never the end. The end is um, uh, merely. The opportunity to go into a new future, but also the opportunity to share some of the answers to our question of the podcast.
1: Did anyone put us?
0: Yeah. Hello. So the question of the podcast was, what's your favourite podcast? And we got a bunch of different answers. <laughs> Alistair Walker said, it's got to be heavyweight, hilarious at times, but 100% endearing and sensitive to the stories it tells. Only very nearly pipped to the post by a reply all. Gimlet Media really have this podcast in crap. Now, I've been listening to a lot of these podcasts, and I've got to say, heavyweight is a Pretty decent podcast. It's about people who are um, who have um, lost connections in families and lost connections to friends, and the um, presenter then tries to make those connections again, starting with his dad and his brother, who hadn't seen each other for donkey's years and had a bit of resentment together. It, it, it was an awesome first episode. Sue Nolan said Dirty John, which is about a... Um, uh con man who um who uh cons quite a successful uh interior decorator out of a lot of money and um yeah it's a it's a story full of twists and turns richard hill said he doesn't know what how to listen to a podcast (gasps) but don't worry that's for me that's for me how dare you um but i've taught him now he knows how to listen to a podcast so he's fine um Pete Matthew loves My Dad Wrote a Porno, <laughs> um, which is about a man whose father wrote a, a book of erotic fiction. Now, can I make you a promise? I'm never going to do that. Are did you you? listened to, <laughs> listen to it. You listened to it. I did listen to it, and it is hilarious. Um, but I'm never going to write a book of erotic fiction. Um, just want to make that clear. You never know. I may do in the future. Uh, uh, in the Nanny, Nanny Bob said, uh, I'm still halfway through the Kindness Project book, let alone anything else. Uh, Roberta White, Bobby said, uh, our podcast, she loves it. So somebody oh, did say you. us. And John said, as a contributor, I'm morally disbarred from choosing the Kindness Project. No, you're not. You can pick it if you want. <laughs> Are you going to pick it? We'll wait.
1: Well, we'll wait.
0: Have you picked it one yet? One. Have you picked it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the others he likes are Wittertainment, which is a movie show. I'm a fan of that too, and some true crime, one, crime ones: Slaughter, All Killer No Filler, um, and my favourite Murder.
1: If you want more um, crime ones, can I suggest Detective? It's really
0: good. You like Detective? I love Detective. Yeah. Is that a is that a murder related one? Yeah, like
1: in the first like season of it, right. it kind of describes. And motives for Murders, like okay. Sex, Money, Revenge
0: um, Sounds, sounds interesting Cool, okay And that is all our answers So until next week We are done with the Kindness Project Bye Bye, Bye.